0: Welcome to A New Testament Journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Luke 16 Jesus told his disciples, There was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job, I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do, so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. Then he asked the second, And how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it eight hundred. The master commended the dishonest manager, because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than other people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this, and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing their way into it. It's easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead.
1: Has Jesus gone loopy? Has he eaten some bad fish and started advocating criminal behaviour? Jesus is telling the shrewd manager story, not because he wants people to be dishonest, but because he wants to shock people into seeing what shrewdness really is. Shrewdness realises the temporary nature of a situation. It recognises there are but a few moments to exploit it, and it is ruthless in doing so. Jesus is speaking into the fleeting nature of this life compared to the eternal nature of his coming kingdom. He is urging people to be unimpressed by anything we own or achieve in this life and to fervently and ruthlessly sacrifice it for our own eternal gain. I wonder if you heard that right. Do things for your own eternal gain. Jesus has no problem with self-interest. He just has a major problem with his children seeking benefit in places where there isn't any. He doesn't want us frittering our inheritance on the alluring but fleeting fancies of money and status in this life. This nuance is really important as it shows the blooming flourishing goodness of God. God does not want us to be aesthetics acting as if everything we want or enjoy is bad. That denies God as creator of the world and the designer of us. Full-on asceticism is actually the root of the lie that the serpent told Eve back in Genesis 3. But God doesn't want us to be hedonists either. Hedonistic Christians assume that God's presence will bring great pleasure and riches to them in every moment. An ascetic would rejoice in the poverty his master was inflicting upon him. A hedonist would be crushed by it. But the shrewd servant sees it as an opportunity. Shrewd servants spot possibilities all the time, even when things are going up the famous creek. This parable is Jesus' unashamed appeal for us to get better at spotting possibilities, especially with the use of our money. Jesus wants us to look at our bank account differently. Every penny in there can be invested in getting stuff back in the coming age. Jesus wants us to win favour and befriend and to donate for the sake of our future reward. To our Christian culture, it almost seems shameless. But Jesus says he's clued up, effective, dynamic living. So which will you choose? The limp, selfless Christian view or the shrewd, opportunity-obsessed call of Christ? The choice is yours. I hope you'll be shrewd. Question for Reflection. If you have £50 in spare cash, how could you use it to gain friends for yourself? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.